the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show a couple minutes after 4. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast, we had a nice day going. Getting a little cloudier as the evening sets in. May get a shower to late tonight and overnight. Down to 42 for the low. A little rain early tomorrow, eventually some sunshine by the afternoon, and a high of 54. As far as the forecast around here goes for this program, looking pretty sunny. And hopefully lift your spirits a bit, especially if you're a little bit down about how things are going these days. Paul Wright is going to join us. He's a longtime musician, singer, songwriter, hip-hop artist on Goatee Records for many years, which is a label owned by Toby Mac and several other great guys. And uh, uh, Paul also has done some music in a band since then. But uh, he also released a brand new song just a couple days ago on Easter. So we're going to talk to him about all that, family life, and a lot of other fun things, some other connections that he has to the Philadelphia area. That's Paul Wright joining us here in just a couple moments on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to bring on, at this time, Paul Wright, not to be confused with the roofer from Lehigh Valley, the painter, the WWE wrestler known as Big Show. <laughs> That's right. Or the gentleman running for U.S. Senate, among others. He's he's, yeah, he's his own man. Any of those. Yeah. <laughs> he, you don't want to see me paint or wrestle. Uh, yeah, and I don't know about politics, so I think I'll stick with the guitar. <laughs> yeah, well, it's great to hear your voice. It's been a long time. Uh, the last time actually we spoke would have been you know a dozen years ago or so when uh, in Nashville during one of the uh, you know convention music convention type things um, at the time. So anyway, but but we've maybe we had an interview since then. But the music that you did for so many years has been part of our family for, for a long time. And I just saw on Facebook over the weekend a new single you put out. I'm like, I want to reach out to Paul and see if we can get him on the show and introduce him to the Philly audience or reintroduce him because uh, it's, hey, it's been a I'm while. Honored. Yeah. I love Philly. I love Philly. I love when I was going to uh, school. I went to school Martha's Vineyard my last semester of college. Yeah. And I spent Thanksgiving with a friend in Philly. And I loved I went down to South Philly, hit up, hit up Jim's, hit up Pat's. Um, <laughs> I really love the love the culture there, and really like the roots. You know, even before they were on Jimmy Fallon. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just really appreciate the culture in Philly. So thank you. For, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that show. Well, we want to talk about the new single and the new music, but first, because I, I always like to assume folks maybe you know who's this Paul Wright guy? Sounds like a good guy. What, what where is he coming from? I first came across your music because you were on a, a label, Goatee Records, which had a lot of wonderful acts on there reliant k out of eden um sonic flood uh jennifer knapp for a time and uh, grits and notaverbs who went to verbs back to notaverbs and 
all kinds of great artists. And you got in there partway through, and it was a label partly owned by Toby Mac from DC Talk. So share for a moment how that came together, how you became part of the Goatee family and, and some of the early music you put out. Yeah, it was it was an honor to have the opportunity to partner with Toby and Goatee. I, I grew up listening to Toby's music, probably like you did. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, DC Talk was my jam, and I love Jesus Freak. And even New Thing, I, you know, when I first became a Christian, I was 12. And one of the main things that led me to the Lord, I was at a Billy Graham crusade. And he started singing the song Awesome God by Rich Mullins. And I remember just the walls of my heart just just seemed to just crumble, just just fall down and collapse. And all of a sudden, I, I felt the presence of God in a way I'd never experienced before. And I thought, wow, wow, okay. And I, I, I really felt called ever since then. And, and Toby's music was really instrumental uh, in my walk with God because he had that lyric and that new thing record where he's talking about Talk's my tool, my gift to use, R.A.P., to spread the news of God. So now you know your part. Tell the world what's on your heart. And I, as a 12-year-old, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to start writing rap songs. Here I go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's you know, where it so, kicked in for you? When you? I mean, had you had a music, had you taken piano lessons or guitar before you were 12 or any musical inclinations? I was surrounded with it, uh, Tim, because of my, my mom's a music teacher. and um, But I was pretty shy. Uh, didn't really want to sing until I had a purpose to sing. Hmm. And I, the purpose kind of helped me get over the shyness, I guess the fear factor of it, the, the, the worry of being vulnerable or what people might think or might not like it. Yeah. You know, all that kind of dissipated and went to the side when my focus was more about, hey, the purpose of this is the gospel. The purpose of this is to share Jesus, you know, and that's where it's at, you know, and it's easy to get sidetracked and, and kind of lose focus of that. But really that's kind of how I started. That's the initial uh, call. And then when Toby heard my demo, you know, years later after writing tons of songs, finally there was a couple good enough where he was like, man, this is really good stuff. <laughs> you know? mm. And uh, and then he, uh, but I finished my first record before I was even signed to go tea with my buddy, Chris, I mean, in uh, Springfield and, um, Toby heard it and just really, really loved it. And so he signed me to go to and I got to, I moved to Nashville and just got to really work with those guys and become, I like go a lot. They're, they're a family. I still am in touch with, with all of them. I texted Toby a couple of days ago, shared him the song and he's like, man, hmm. I love it. So good. And so I, yeah, it's pretty cool looking back, you know, see God's hands and all, you know, from being inspired at 12 by a lyric of Toby for him getting a vision for what God's, um, using my my music to hopefully draw people closer to him, you know, Amen. and yeah, so that's kind of the the short story of it. Yeah, Paul Wright, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Quick parentheses: Is, is Toby feeling? Is he doing okay? We pray for him every now and again at the loss of his son last fall. Hey, could oh, you tell? Is he, is he holding up all right? Can you tell? Yeah, I went and saw him play in Portland, Oregon, uh, like maybe a month ago, hmm. and he had. He had this really special moment in the show where he addressed the death of his son. And, you know, Toby, one thing that I just am always learning and gleaning from Toby is he has a way, and he does his music so well, of pointing people to Jesus. And even in a tragedy, he was able to, you know, really share, hey, 
I believe I'm going to see my son again. And it's not because he was good enough because none of us are good enough. I believe we're, um, he's actually, he's actually saying, no, I know he wasn't good enough. He's my wild child, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I know I'll see him in heaven because of Jesus, because he, he believed in Jesus. And, and I think that brought, it brought hope to me. I think it brought hope to everybody that was there at that concert. So, you know, I'm sure he's still, I would still be wrestling with that. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be, especially, you know, when holidays come around, but, sure. um, it's so cool in everything that he does. It seems like he, he, he points people to Jesus. Well, and I would tell you this, uh, Paul, that, you know, Toby, I've known him for a lot of years and he's one of the people in, in the music world and in life really that I, I respect for a lot of reasons. One is because he, uh, not a respecter of persons. I, all the different times I interacted with him, I would see that he would treat people, you know, as equally as a person like he could, and not looking, yeah. you know, over shaking your hand, but looking over your shoulder to maybe the next person is more important than the person I'm with. And um, when it talks about in James to not show favoritism in James too, that's something that mm. resonated with me for a long time. So our son's actually named Toby partly after Toby because, uh, you know, uh, so anyway, when it came to you, Paul Wright, and hearing that you were part of Goatee, for me, it's like anybody who's on Goatee for me already has credibility. Because yeah. because another filter that it went through to become part of the label it was not a huge label, but it was a very quality label that just had so much to offer and and, and the diversity of the label too. So yeah, I really like that too, Tim. And and when I was I was courted by a couple of different record labels when I first um, you know ever finished that album, and I liked I, I looked at every artist that was on Goatee, and and that's who I wanted to be associated with. You know, I was like I wanted to be part of what's going on here you know it was the out of eden the katinas grits yeah yeah, you know all all the sonic flood reliant k i mean there's so many good artists absolutely agree paul writes our guest on the tim demas show take a quick break back with more in just a moment wfil thanks for tuning in to the tim demas show podcast with am 560 wfil and wfil.com am 560 wfil and on the WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Very glad to have an old friend, great artist, musically speaking, and uh, both as a solo artist and in a band, too. Paul Wright is his name. We're chatting about his music and kind of a little trip down memory lane. Also introduces some brand new music eventually that he just released uh, this past weekend. Uh, as far as the early music goes, though, there was the EP at, at the beginning, which I, I was was the very first kind of official thing you put out, Paul, the Paul Wright EP, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah, good memory. Okay, so I have that, and I had, uh, but then Fly Away came out around the same time, which was, was it some of the EP on Fly Away Plus it was bigger, or were they two completely separate? I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, there was a couple of songs on the EP that didn't make, that was kind of like just EP only, um, yeah. but there were also songs on the EP that were on the full length, like brighter, I think was on the EP and the full length. Okay. Uh, but the, yeah. And the full length had, you know, a number of other songs, um, like fly away and flip flops and your love. Actually, I think your love never changes was on the EP. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun song. I, I like to play. Can you, t- for just to give folks a sample of what you, what you're about those, those days. And maybe we could talk about how it's changed over the years or been the same. But your love never changes. Do you remember much about where that song came from for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. That that song was inspired by a book, um, the Ragged Muffin Gospel. I don't know if you heard of that yeah, one. Brandon um, Manning. Yeah, Brandon Manning. Um, you know, I just 
I was just diving into these books. You know, I just graduated college and I was, God just really just kind of spoke to me through through that book about his grace, you know, how it's not performance. It's more of relationship and how, how God is for us, you know, chasing us and in a good way. Yeah. And, and I mean, I want to take this message and put it in a song so people can grasp this because it's really, it really helped me. And uh, if, if someone could, could get that in a song and understand that, wow, that'd be cool. So that's kind of, that's, that was my intent of writing that one. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. I'll put it on here and I'll come back, chat some more with Paul Wright, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. I'm tired of falling on my face, Lord. Get up and tell myself, whoa, whoa. I'm tired of singing the same songs. Na, 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 na. Whoa, whoa. I'm so high, I'm so low. AM560 WFIL, Paul Wright and the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to have you aboard, my friend. Still hanging on all right? Oh, yeah. Good to be here, man. <laughs> Good. Honored. Excellent. Excellent to have you aboard. Your music, musical style has been so much fun to listen to over the years. Uh, and we can skip through and jump through the number of other songs that you, you've done over the years that folks should do themselves a favor and listen to. But maybe let's jump to the moment because you just released another song uh, over the weekend in conjunction with Easter I believe. So talk about that latest single. And then it's behind that. I want to ask you how your style has been roughly the same or how it's changed over the last dozen or so years. Yeah, Tim, that, that song really, you know, the focus of that song was getting back to the heart of why I even started writing songs. Why I even started um, having the passion to play music. And it, it all started because of music, God reaching me through music first of all, and, and experiencing that firsthand, I wanted to join in in that process and hopefully share that and be a part of that process so others could experience that. And so this song, I believe, to me, was like getting back to the first, those first moments, that first call, uh, the first time that I heard and felt the presence of God in a way I never have before. And Really, it came down to that simple but yet so deep and profound truth of believing in God, believing that He died for my sins, you know, that He is the one and only uh, way to God, and that Jesus is the answer. And so I thought, how could I put this in a chorus that everyone could sing along with and believe in, and we could all sing it together, and it just draws us into His presence? And so that was the motivation. And I finished it last summer, Tim, but I was like, last week, honestly, I was like, man, Easter would be a good time to share this song. <laughs> you know, and I was kind of waiting to record more songs and put it all out together. And I thought, nah, what am I waiting for? Let's just share this. What a great time to do it right now. Just in case, I, in my head, I was thinking, what if someone just became a Christian? This would be a great course for them to sing on Easter. And so that's why um, I decided to release it last week on um, Easter. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's good. We're going to want to find a spot during the rest of the hour uh, to get that new song in, I believe. But let's take a quick break first. Uh, before we do that, some sun and clouds. The balance of the afternoon get cloudier into the evening. May get a shower too late tonight. Low down to 42. Rain early tomorrow. Eventually some sun by tomorrow afternoon and a high of 54. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's The Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL 
and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. You are listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Our guest today is Paul Wright, a singer, songwriter, hip-hop artist, just released a brand new song called I Believe a couple days ago on Easter. And uh, we're talking through that, and we'll get that in before the show's done. Also, just talking about music over the years that he has done, including his years on Goatee Records, which was co-founded by Toby Mac of DC Talk. You had a whole chunk of albums that came out in the OOs, I guess, for most yeah. of the decade. Then there's been a little bit of time where, you know, you've been doing other things and keep up, you know, how it's, how long it's been. I guess it's been 10, 15 years, 10 years, maybe 12 years since a full album's been out, something like that. So, Man, it's been over 10, yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, I kept busy, Tim. I stayed, I did a band called Root Down for years. Right. Just, yeah, we toured a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But, you know, my that was a little more like rock reggae uh, fun. You know, I, I just, I really wanted to be a part of a band yes. um, and a a family kind of project after doing the solo thing and touring the country many times with a guitar. Um, and so, you know, and when I first started when you're talking about styles, I was, I'm a, I'm hip hop is kind of my roots. You know, I grew up listening to hip hop and um, making hip hop beats, but then eventually kind of developed guitar skills through friends showing me, Hey, this is how you play D on a guitar. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At college, during college, everyone seems to have a guitar in the dorms, so that really helped me learn how to play. And that's when you did in college, primarily. Yeah, I started playing guitar like later in high school, but I was not. I like I could I couldn't play G, and so I kind of got frustrated and put it down. And then yeah. once I was able to play that might do it. G, <laughs> it was like I can do this. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Well, it's a fun instrument to have, and it goes along with your style. You know, you've heard it. I'm not going to say it, but you tell me if you get one comparison as a solo artist, who do you get it to? Uh, back in the day, it was a lot of Jack Johnson. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say it, but I'm glad you said it, so it wasn't like me just stating it, and you had to roll your eyes. So that you you brought it out. I I I bumped in volleyball. There's a bump, set, and spike. I bumped it and said it and you spiked it so <laughs> totally and it, you would know that, that right you're a cal i mean you're the west coast guy with the beachy feel so the whole is that a stereotype yeah. or is that wrong is that right did you grow up uh in that culture a little bit you, you know i grew up not necessarily in a surf culture but i grew up um i grew up on west coast in eugene oregon and i spent you know summers going to california when i was young but it was actually in high school or no, my first year in college, where I went to Hawaii for the first time. Hmm. My my sister had just moved there, and so our family went there for spring break to visit her. And uh, that that trip and that experience of Hawaiian culture, and they call it Hawaiian music, or like Hawaiian meets Jamaica. That's uh, fun. That, yeah, super fun. Really feel good music, and their vocals, their harmonies. I mean, it's just top notch. Beautiful music. And that really, that really changed kind of like musical. That, that opened me up to a whole different genre. You know, it took me away from just the rock or the the hip hop, and all of a sudden, I got just fell in love with reggae music and um, that feel good beachy kind of style. Yes, yes. For those just tuning in, Paul Wright's our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM five sixty WFIL. Uh, we can close out our time in a little bit for, with the uh, with the song, I believe. But before that, uh, where I was kind of getting at. Uh, partly the Jack Johnson reference that your music is solo music has been fun and pleasant to listen to, but it's catchy. It's the kind of thing that's easy to enjoy. Uh, and then you mentioned after the solo albums, a number of them in the, in the OOs that the band root down, 
that you were part of for a number of years, um, which is more rock reggae. And then has 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 that kind of because uh, you're a family man now too, so and have a job and a whole like separate from the music, right? So where have things been the last few years with regard to like maybe doing less of the touring because it's not as conducive to family life or or what? Where have you been the last couple of years with those sorts of things? Yeah, Tim. About 2013 and 14, I slowly started. Uh, stopping tour like touring like not going around touring as much and i started coaching basketball and um, at new hope christian college in eugene oregon yeah Uh, and then i started to get more involved with the college and i'm currently the student life director i get to work with college students that are aspiring to plant churches uh, write songs you know that are making an impact for the kingdom you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, I love it. I'm here right now. Um, and I have a, yeah, I got married about five years ago. It'll be five years in July. Wow. We have a little two-year-old daughter and man, I'll tell you what, I love playing music and touring, but um, even more so now, I love the balance of being with family, being at home, having a, you know, not having to catch the airplane at four in the morning or hustle, hustle, hustle. It's just good to be in a place to, uh, get a chance still to minister to others and be ministered to, but like just be with family. And uh, I, I do, I haven't released a song in a long time and you know, so it, yeah. it's all kind of, it's kind of fun to do it again. This is the first song I've put out in probably three or four years solo. Um, That's and great. Well, and I'm the, I, to put out more. Yeah. And the whole, the, there was a, there was a Kickstarter thing, I think back earlier this year that you were working on toward making, I believe is, I believe going to be part of the album or how did the Kickstarter go? And, is there an album yeah. you think before the year's over, perhaps? Or, yeah, yeah. So that's been definitely back in my head for years. It's just how do I fit? Because I don't want to put out something, you know, that I'm not proud of. And so part of the trick was just figuring out how to finish this album with a full time job with family, and then in Eugene, Oregon, because all the producers I usually worked with were in Nashville. Right. You know, and so I kind of have been chipping away at the full length album and i believe was um one of those songs that i was planning on put you know that would be on the full project but i just thought why wait share it now yeah with everyone and continue i'll probably continue that kind of share song by song and then eventually um hopefully that full length will be done so all the kickstarter supporters which i'm so grateful for will be happy and they've been so patient and graceful and so i'd like to um, do do my due diligence to make sure I'm getting them what they uh, have supported. Okay, that's good. Well, I know folks like to, the world has changed, and that was a question I touched on very early in our chat. But just maybe you could talk about since the early days with the Paul Wright EP and Fly Away and O three with Goatee and other records that came being on a label to now being independent, not on a label officially, but still the world's so flat. It offers you this, the ability to reach folks who know who you are. It's a, it's a lot different than than it was uh, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, Tim, isn't it crazy? I isn't mean, it? like, when I first started touring, it was MySpace was kind of like the thing, and that was a good way to stay in touch with those that, you know, hey, I just played at this church, you know, in Arizona. You know, I put a blog up on my MySpace. People, we can kind of still have some sort of dialogue, you know. But yeah. now it's, like you said, man, it's crazy. It's like, I guess it's playlists. I, I've been out of the industry, and honestly, man, my motivation isn't to become the next huge thing i just want to write songs that connect you know it's it's um like toby i love toby's song uh i don't want to gain the whole world yet lose my soul and so you know really just 
staying close to Jesus is where I, I really want to have that as I'm navigating this and putting songs out. Just don't lose that intimacy, you know, with him. And out of that intimacy, hopefully these songs continue to connect and inspire people. Amen. You, uh, you had talked, for those tuning in, Paul writes our guest, longtime friend, uh, been in the music world for many years, been a follower of the Lord since he was uh, 12. We were actually just reading over the Easter weekend about Jesus being in the uh, temple, I guess it was, when he was 12, and that whole that whole scene, oh, yeah. right? So it's it's an interesting age where, you know, everybody has their different landmarks in life, but um, yeah, but, but and, and on a side note, being the Oregon guy, you are, are, are you a, uh, a Ducks fan of football? I'm a huge Ducks fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause we I had got a... my, uh, coronavirus Ducks, you know, face mask. Important. <laughs> what is, is that a bill or what is this? Is like a, what does the mask look like? <laughs> it's just got like the Oregon Ducks logos on it. Okay. Um, yeah. If you go on my, on my Instagram, you'll, I get my whole family, we, we had a neighbor make a song. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, huge Ducks, Ducks fan. Watch every game. I go to at least one game a season. We okay. Ride our bikes to it. It's so great. What's your Instagram before I forget? Oh yeah, Instagram is Paul Wright Music. Okay, very good. Um, well, we have a connection too because you know, Chip Kelly managed uh, was the coach of the Eagles for uh, a few years back in the. In, I guess it was thirteen to fifteen. Uh, he, Man, so, wasn't that wild? Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I used to cover the Eagles. I I still go every now and a great while. His practices were nuts because he would have yeah. loud music blasting. Did he do that? Do you know if he ever did that for, for the college players to have music blasting during practice? It was changing every minute. There's like another song pumping out of these huge speakers, completely yeah, uncharacteristic. Yeah. Do you know how was, yeah. what was he like in, the, in Oregon? Very similar. He did that. Um, one thing I remember is because we have a couple indoor facilities because it rains so much here. He would bump the heat up. Like, like when we get ready to play down south, he'd bump the humidity and heat up in the place <laughs> to really try to get him acclimated to what it's going to be like. And that's the whole thing, I think, with the music. Just get it hyped, get it loud, just like how a game setting is. That's great. What, yeah. is your, what does your daughter think of, of, of uh, her daddy being a musician or the music? Or does she? I mean, she's only two, so she hasn't heard about the whole history. Or has she? Has she heard all the songs yet? No, she hasn't. Yeah, she's, she's too busy singing like... If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Um, <laughs> you can make a rap out of that, I bet. Totally could, yeah. And, but what's funny is, can this I Believe song, as I'm writing it, like after maybe the second or third time as I'm writing it, singing it, she started singing along with me. And this was like maybe when she was almost two, like mm. maybe a year and a half. And I thought, well, this is cool. If my little girl Shara can start singing along to this, this might uh, be something that everybody can sing along to. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure as a dad to see your daughter singing something about the Lord is got to be yeah. nothing better, you know? Yeah. Very, yeah. I brought me joy for sure. Charlotte was her name. You said Charlotte? Uh, Shara. Yeah. Shara. S-H-A-R-A. Shara. It's a combination of my mom's name and my wife's mom's name. Okay. Kind of blended them together. And it actually means she sings ironically. Oh, wow. That's cool. By the way, and, and brag on your wife for a second. Cause sometimes, uh, you know, the spouses of, folks i talk to get lost in the shuffle but what's something great that she brings to the table for you for your family man she so my wife is um hawaiian and chinese and um wow anglo and anglo-saxon i guess <laughs> you know? yeah and uh yeah she is man she is like the most generous and hospitable person she loves hosting uh we like had easter at her place uh she's such a good mom she's such a good wife uh she 
man, I'll tell you what, if, if she hadn't, we, we actually met in college years back and then our paths crossed a couple of times. And then about five years ago, actually about seven years, cause we dated a couple of years before we were married. It was like, man, what a, it was such a blessing because I was really, I was lonely, you know, I was just trying to figure stuff out. I was in my thirties, even getting the music thing going and, and having a career in that, it almost kind of felt like I wasn't really progressing in life without having a family yet. Hmm. And so when she came back into my life and we started to, to date and when we got married, um, man, things really started to come together. And, and even before she came into my well, about the same time, it was kind of in my own life, just really recommitting myself to God and really going all in again. And um, it was just neat how God brought her back around around that same time in my life and really helped, helped me. Um, and she continues to, to be a wonderful helpmate for me. Now. She's awesome. Great sense of humor, too. Although her movie choices are a little weird. It's all a sci-fi thing. Really? But, That's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But she's opening my eyes and my genre, so I'm learning. I'm growing. Too, you know? I'm, like, I'm a comedy guy, but it's cool. Paul writes our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. We'll get his new song, I Believe, on in just a moment and keep our conversation going right here on WFIL. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. I believe in a God who loves me. I believe in the Son, the one and only, that he died on a cross to seek and save the lost. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, too. It's Paul Wright's new song. Just came out on Easter a couple days ago. I believe Paul's our guest on the program this afternoon. Was hip-hop a natural style for you to fall into uh, just because of how you grew up, what you were listening to, and that's where... Just because you like it doesn't mean you can do it. Yeah, yeah. I I saw this guy freestyling... Uh, on a, it was Dan Rathers was doing this thing on the ghetto and he freestyled about Dan Rathers for like 15 seconds on live <laughs> news. And I, I was, my head just exploded. I was like, what did he just do? He made up that song on top of his head. And ever since then I was like, I want to try to do that. And so it was part of that. It was part of Toby Mac, you know, DC talk and just how, and like you said, it was a, it was a style I really appreciated listening to when I was a teenager. Are there are there any artists in particular that you uh, either have good friendships with or, or that you you know do admire? Toby, you mentioned for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, love Toby. Um, there's a new artist on Goatee, Ryan Stevenson. I went to college with Ryan, and in fact, we played music in a band together a bunch. Hmm. And he's had an incredible path back to his whole musical career. It's um, really really cool to see how he's. Um, how he's doing. He went as a paramedic for years and trying to do music on a, like as a side hustle and then really connected with some great producers and songwriters. And actually he wrote Speak Life with Toby. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know, uh, do you know uh, uh, Jonah uh, Sorrentino, KJ52 by chance? Yes. Yeah. So when yep, you mentioned you. freestyle, you know, you know he has the world record for that. Like, I didn't know that. You did not know that? Yeah. He and um, a team of four or so have the freestyle record, which is, I think, uh, it's, it's double-digit hours. It's 10 to 13 hours 
um, wow. in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever They're I just kind well, sharing the mic. When I, yeah, they had to. They each had. To, there was a rule, and they had to take. I forget what it was. Five minutes off per hour. There's some kind of allowance, but they it was continuous for. And they, I think they just stopped because they were like, I think we're done. But uh, anyway, I, I admire that too. Well, when I see someone freestyle like that, just give me the three topics, you know, an egg and Chinese chopsticks and <laughs> and, a, and a tire, and then you come up with something. Those are fun. Those are fun to say. How's this guy going to – it's like watching whose line is it anyway and, like, how are they going to yeah. come up with this, right? Yeah, it is. And it's and when it works, it's like the best thing in the world. And when it doesn't work, it's still entertaining. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> As they stumble through it. Right, right. Yeah, totally. That's, I, you know, I every every show I would do that, and it was like the highlight of the show because for an artist, you know, you, you sing the same song over and over and over, and it, it loses a little bit of its, um, you lose a little bit of passion, um, to be honest, just because you're so familiar with the content. Yeah. And when you freestyle, it's like new for the artist and for the audience, and so there's like this fresh kind of excitement to it. Is it scary at all to to freestyle? <laughs> so to speak, like yeah. I hope I can do this, all right, but I'm going to do it because it stretches me, and I, I, I probably could do it, but <laughs> or tricks yeah, you have well, in the back of your mind, like here's some crutch words I can use and to buy myself an extra half second till the next word comes to mind. Yep, yeah, definitely. There's phrases you okay. know in the back pocket you can kind of throw in there while your mind's thinking ahead. Uh, but when I first free, first rapped, actually it wasn't only a free. It was I went to a hip hop fellowship when I was 15. And the guy's like, all right, who's going to rap? And there's like DJs and break dancers, you know, it's like all the elements of hip hop. And I was like, I'll do it. And uh, wow. I got up there and I was nervous for sure. But I was like, well, let's go for it. Why not? And I honestly did it. Looking back, it was probably really whack and horrible. But the, the guy that was emceeing it, hosting it, was yeah. so encouraging that it gave me like this confidence and belief that I could do it. And what did you call it? Yeah. Hip hop what? Church? Uh it was called Hip Hop Fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah, it, but it wasn't like, um, it wasn't church like. It was just like a community of people that did different elements of hip hop and then they would all come together and have fellowship with one another and like share a, their gifts. Like a, like a club thing? I mean, was it within the context of a church or tied to a church or just kind of a group that formed on its own, separate? It was, a, it, it was completely like, no, there was no like, Affiliation I, I might have been the only Christian there. I, you know, wow. like it was. Yeah, it was just like in Eugene, it was like mostly U of O students or people in the community that did graffiti art or breakdanced or yeah. um, DJed. And That's I went great. up there and said, the devil is whack, the devil is <laughs> <laughs> But when you do freestyle, for those who don't know what it is, it's, is, it, is it standard to say, ask the audience, give me three different words? Or is it three or can it be more or less or how do you how did you do it? Yeah, three was kind of good because it was easy to remember the three. Any more than that, it was a little difficult to okay to, to recall. And what's cool is ask when you ask somebody what they want to the end it, they're waiting for that word, you know. And then sure. the content's all around. It's an, the idea is coming from the audience, so they have a little more ownership in it. And how long would you go? I mean, how long did when did when did you know you were done doing a freestyle? When you got the three words in, or did you go on beyond that? Once the tomato hit me in the face. That's when, no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, usually once the three words are done, and then I try to, you always want to wrap it up, literally, um, yeah. you know, with a, a great statement or a funny line. Okay. You know, and 
When's the last time you did uh, freestyle? I'm not going to ask yeah. you here. Don't worry, but I thought about it. <laughs> I'm kind of always doing it as I'm driving. I'll throw a beat on, and but as far as like at a show, yeah. it's probably been a couple of years. Okay. All right. Well, this is just a warm up. You know, when the, when the newest album you're working on is available, whenever that is, maybe we'll do freestyle. See if you can do a freestyle for the radio station. Then. You got it. All yeah. right. <laughs> so, and last question for you. Uh, I, you know, you have this thing because. Doing songs, not just for yourself and the albums you've released as a solo artist and with Root Down, but also haven't you done songs for other people or if, like even part of the Kickstarter, I think, had that option. If they gave a certain amount, you'd actually uh, right? record a song for yeah. them or, or how did that work? Yeah, it kind of started out with uh, um, as a Valentine's gift idea that I did for people. And so I had um, custom, custom songs that I'd write so people can give them to like I've written several like that people have proposed through. Wow. Um, so they kind of share this, their, their love story and then I'll put a song down. And then I had one where the guy actually does the proposal. He called and we recorded it over the phone and then put it in the song. And then he played the song, you know, yes. for his, you know, yeah. his girlfriend at the time. But that, that's the yeah. thing for that. Like that's not like a, an ongoing, I don't call it service, but have, do you have touch points where people could actually, if they wanted to connect with you in some way, whether it's Paul Wright music on Instagram or some other ways, do you, do you still entertain those? Do they come your way? Maybe whether you want them or not, or just curious. Very that... often, or um, not, not too, not as often when I, when I offered it, man, it was tons. And I was yeah. like, Whoa, I'm, I'm a little, the workload got really heavy. Cause I it's, bet. you know, and so if it was like more of the hook is the, the chorus is the same in all of them. And I can customize the verses. That's a lot manageable. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a good uh, experiment and stuff. But right now, man, my heart is to finish this Kickstarter project and, and fulfill that first, and then um, enter- I'd entertain that maybe in the future. Yes. But, yeah, 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 that's great, Paul. It's great to hear your voice and talk with you and let folks know about also the new song. I believe and cap off for our chat one second. Just if you could share for those who have not heard your music at all, and just to, I could have asked you this a while back, but just. Just again to educate folks or let them know if they're if they're like looking for a certain style of music or, or where you're coming from. Your heart for the Lord's come out through our conversation. Has your style of music over the years been fairly similar? The the solo work versus the root down, and, and so that they get or in it's not a right or wrong answer. Obviously, you could be changing all the time, or you could be kind of like this is what I am. This is what I like to do. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like the root down stuff is a little. It's more um, and focused, so there's going to be. Uh, the focus is a little bit less of the vocals and hooks. I mean, they're in there, but you're going to hear a lot of drums and electric guitars, um, that kind of vibe. Whereas my solo stuff, I've always kind of, even when I first started, I was, people were like, what is your style? Because I'm trying to like, is it, is it acoustic? But you do hip hop and then there's like this reggae thing. And now it's like pop music. That's kind of, you know, like, yeah it's kind of all blend. So I was kind of blending stuff in just based on what I like and what I like to create back in the day. And that's still kind of what I do, but I'm, I'm, I guess right now I just want to make songs that are um, memorable and easy to sing along with and um, catchy and feel good and draw people closer to, to God's love. That all sounds like a winning combination, my friend. And is there a best way to go about getting the new song? I believe. Yeah, any streaming platform, um, it'll, it'll be it's available. And I uh, just search Paul Wright, I believe, and you could uh, hit me up on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you guys think. That's Appreciate good. Tim for uh, having me on your show, man. Thank you. 
My privilege, and hope we can we can do it again down the road. Very good. Let's Thank do you. it. Thank you, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. You too, Tim. Thank right. you. Yep. Yeah, bye bye. Bye. All right, from the Tim Demar Show, they'll do it. Thanks for listening in. Catch a podcast of our program right on our homepage within the hour at wfil.com. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.